I'm not Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm a little taller, a little better looking. Well, one of those anyway. So, <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to Top Gun. Yeah. Next few weeks, we're going to talk about something that really has been stirring in my heart for some time. And, yeah. All right. Mm. Hmm. That's, that's not good. So, I'll try and stay still. <laughs> anyway, it's something that's been on my heart for a while. And so I want you to be forewarned that I'm going to take you to the danger zone. You know, Second uh, Chronicles 16.9, it says, For the eye of the Lord ranges throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully what? Committed to him. God is searching. He is looking for those who are faithful and committed. And he's going to use them. And he's going to strengthen them. It's a, prom- it's a promise from, from God that he, he's going to build, build in you and strengthen you when, when you're committed to him. And, you know, I don't know about you, but that's, that's daunting. You know, hearts that are fully committed to God, it's where I long to be, where I burn to be. You know, Jesus, he would ask a very poignant question. And he says, says this in uh, Luke 18. He says, for when the Son of Man returns, it's talking about the second coming of Jesus, how many will he find on earth that have faith? I mean, how many will have faith? And I want you to notice, he doesn't say, will he find a church? Will he find people in small groups? Will he find people praying and worshiping? I mean, those things are, are good. They're important, but that's not what he asks. The fact is, he asks, who's going to have faith? Will I find faith when, when I return? And so faith is the key to living out God's purpose in your life. You will never, you will never be who God wants you to be without faith. You, you will never reach your full God-given potential without faith. In fact, you will live below what God created you to do because of, because of faith. And without it, you're going to miss. You're just going to miss. And uh, so I'd really encourage you because faith. Do I got a mic there? Is that what? Okay. All right. All right. Stuff's easy, right? <laughs> Technology's great till till it doesn't uh, doesn't work. So, 
faith is so important. It's so important. And when, when you look at the heroes of faith, you know, people who were willing to be used by God, people that had a fully committed heart, people like uh, Moses or Joseph or David or Esther, you look at individuals, they were willing to do things that were not safe. They were willing to travel down that highway to the danger zones in life. See, too many times, I, I believe, as followers of Jesus Christ, we keep our distance from that danger zone. I mean, we attend church, we, we worship, and we may even read our Bible and, and pray on a regular basis, but we choose comfort. We, we choose ease. We choose to place things safe and not really work with a thing called faith in life. Because to live with faith means giving God control in your life, trusting God. And because of that fear... We, ad- we avoid that danger zone of faith. And I want you to hear this. God's best for you is found in that danger zone. You know, the Hebrew uh, writer says this. It says, the fundamental fact of existence is, is that trusting in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living It is our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. You know, uh, Hebrews 11 actually is known as the faith chapter. And the, the writer, if you read that chapter... He names people that are members of this uh, hall of fame of faith. You know, people like Abel and, and Abraham and Sarah and Moses and Noah, you know, Joseph, Rahab. I mean, the list is, is quite lengthy. But the question I want to raise is, will you be known for your faith? See, faith requires that you boldly follow God in obedience, even when you're scared to death. And my hope and prayer for this series, Top Gun, is that it will bring you a defining moment in your life and in your relationship with God. It's an opportunity to to change your life and build your faith So you can develop what I want to call a ridiculous faith in your life. Now, we're going to look at a guy by the name of Elisha. That's with an S, Elisha. And Elisha was a prodigy of Elijah, all right, with a J. And we're going to call him J-Man. You know, a, a lot of people get Elisha and Elijah mixed up. And so, this makes sense? Elijah is going to be J-man, you know, so that we we can make the distinction a little bit better. So, Elijah, J-man, you know, was this great prophet. 
He was known throughout the country. In the, the Old Testament, he's one of the greatest prophets. He had a daring, bold, you know, he was full of faith in, in his life. One of J-Man's greatest moments of faith, you might remember he faced 850 false prophets, you know, of Baal and Asherah. And he faced off with them on Mount Carmel. And it was a winner-take-all winner type thing. And the, the contest was to bring fire down from heaven. And whoever did it first gets to live. And whoever fails, well, they get to die. <laughs> he prayed and he brought down fire from heaven. And he defeated them. It's this unbelievable faith, a faith that would change the whole trajectory of a nation. And what we're going to find out is that Elisha wanted to be like J-Man. You know, in fact, he was so full of faith that he asked for a double portion of J-Man's anointing. And God gave it to him. And this might surprise you. But Elisha, he performed more miracles than anybody in the Bible, with the exception of Jesus. And what I find encouraging about that is Elisha was an ordinary guy. He wasn't the son of a priest. He wasn't the, a monk. He wasn't a spiritual giant. He was an ordinary guy. In fact, he was still living with his parents, and he was working on their farm. And when God called him into that danger zone of faith, God called him to do something really incredible, he took the step. Yeah, and here, here's kind of the context of what's going on. It's the ninth century B.C. The kingdom of Israel is divided. There is a lot of tension in the country. And many people are, are worshiping the, the false god of, of Baal. And so after J-Man defeats the prophets on Mount Carmel, he runs for his life. He's afraid. Just in short, he goes and rests for a while, kind of takes a retreat. And then an angel of the Lord comes to him and instructs him to go to Mount Horbin. And the uh, angel says, I want you to go there. God's going to meet you there. And God's going to speak to you there. And so J-Man, he got there. God gave him several assignments. One of those assignments was to find Elisha and anoint him. You know, God was calling him. God had a plan for Elijah's life. Scripture says this, so Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son, son of Shaphat. And, and I'm going to stop there for a moment. Because I think when you read that, you go, well, that doesn't seem all that important on the surface. But it's huge. It's huge. See, J-Man, he is looking for Elisha. And this is big because I want you to know God's looking for you. 
God's looking for you. That next opportunity in your life, that next promotion, that next relationship, whatever it is, God is looking for you. And you need to get that. I mean, what, what is it that you long for? Here's what I want you to understand. You do not have to worm your way into the next thing that God has for you. You do not have to pretend to be someone you're not. You do not have to compromise to get ahead and get that next opportunity. Your future, your God-given future, is looking for you. You know, I want to look at some of the qualities of faith, qualities that result in God using you in a significant way. And the first thing I want you to get, it's quality, is that you need to be faithful where you are, and you need to be faithful with what you have. And this is not popular in, in our society today. See, Elisha... He wasn't looking for the next new thing. He wasn't trying to upgrade or make a power move. No, he's plowing in a field. He's being faithful right where he was in his life. See, so many times I think people are always looking for the next upgrade in life. You know, more power, more money, more excitement, more prestige, whatever it is. And part of the problem is that some are so busy looking for the next thing, they're not being faithful with the things they have. And God whispers, be faithful where you are. I'll find you. He was plowing. It's... uh, Elijah is plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. So what's, what's Elisha doing? Well, he's doing the same thing he's done for years. He's working his parents' farm. He's plowing the field. He's working behind oxen every day all day long i think that'd be a monotonous job you know i was thinking about the view here (laughs) what do you see oxen butt big butt (laughs) think about what you smell can can you imagine i mean he's walking behind the plow behind the oxen Every now and then, I imagine he stepped in some oxen poo. Some of you are thinking, yeah, that's how my life feels sometimes, so to speak, right? Same thing, day in, day out. Working with the same people, same problems, the same junk. You know, for some of you, it's about reaching that monthly quota. And then you reach it, and then you get to start over again, and again, and again, and again, and again. It never quits. 
You know, some of you are in school right now. And you feel like all you do is study and work. Study and work, study and work, study and work. And it, it feels a little bit like oxen rear in life. Now, some of the parents here, you work all day, and then you come home, and you work all night. You know, dirty diapers, dirty laundry, dirty dishes, dirty diapers, dirty laundry, dirty dish. I keep going. I mean, it's really easy to lose your passion in life. When all you see is oxen rears day in and day out. I mean, it's monotonous. And here's what I wonder. If part of the problem, why God can't do the next thing in some of your lives, is because you're always shifting. You're always changing. You're always plotting. You're always planning. You're always trying to upgrade everything. You're always looking for that next thing. When you're not being faithful with what you got. You're always looking for that next word from God. When, when you haven't obeyed the last word God gave you. I mean, maybe God's waiting for you to be faithful where you are and with what you got. You know, Elisha is exactly where he's supposed to be in his life. And he's being faithful in the task that's at hand. I believe this with all my heart. God loves to reward those who are faithful with the little things. You know, when you are faithful with the task at hand, when, when you're faithful, God, and you're willing to trust God, the greater things come. I don't imagine that for Elisha that this was his favorite thing to do. I mean, it could have been, but I doubt it. It would have been terribly monotonous and incredibly draining. But scripture tells us many times he was faithful. And so in the middle of a routine day, God sends something new to take him from where he was to a place where he could have enormous impact, ridiculous impact with his life. The end of the, the verse, it says, Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. What's that mean? Now, we lose a little bit because of our society, but it's very, very symbolic. You know, his, his coat would have been made of, of fur or skin. But in this act, as, as J-Man puts that cloak on him, he's saying, my mantle is now your mantle. My spiritual power is going to be your spiritual power. He is inviting Elijah to follow him. He's inviting him to enlist, to go into training. Because Elisha, he's going to be the next top gun for God in the country. Here's a second quality of faith. 
if you're going to be used by God in a significant way, you do not have to understand everything in order to be obedient to God. And, and we talked about this recently. You know, God calls Elisha, you know, to, to follow, to, to study, to, to be mentored under J-Man. God calls him, but he doesn't give him much detail. So what's Elisha do? Well, Scripture says, Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I'll come follow, come with you. Elijah, Elijah, J-Man, replied, go on back, but think about what I've done to you. Now, there's several things that just pop here for me, that, that just jump at me. And that is, Elisha does not have to pray about it. And I know as I say that, some of you are going, what? I mean, did, did pastor just say that he didn't have to pray? He didn't. He, he, he didn't have to make a list of pros and cons. Should I or shouldn't I? You know why? Because he knew who J-Man was. And he knew that he was a great prophet of God. And he believed that God was in this. He didn't know all the details, but he was willing to completely obey on the spot. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, this is, this is kind of a leadership uh, thought but I used to try and plan, you know, two or three years, develop some game plan for life. But through the years, I've changed on that. Part of it is this world is changing so rapidly. Yes? Yes. There's no way to fully plan that far out. We cannot see all the divine opportunities that are going to be ahead in our lives. And so kind of a new plan here is to immediately respond in faith in the present. Don't misunderstand me here. We've got to look to the future. You make some plans. You make smart decisions. But, we must be open and ready. And we must have enough margin in life that when God calls, we can move. We can step in and seize whatever the opportunity is that God puts in front of us. I'm not sure what that means in your life. But here's what I am suggesting that you have a posture in your life of spiritual readiness every day. You may not be able to plan for what God wants to do in and through you a year from now or even six months from now. But every one of us can be ready right now. So when God calls... 
you're ready to say, yes, I'm in, I'm in. And just a little heads up, when, when God calls, he rarely will give you a lot of details. And I think God is strategically vague about details. Because I think in a, in a way, God's saying, you can't handle the details. If I showed you everything, you, you'd freak out. You wouldn't show up. I'm just going to show you the next step for your life. You know, sometimes it's just one word God will give you. You know, sometimes that's all God will give you. But it is enough to move forward in your life. If you just trust God. Friends, it's, it's enough. It really is. The Old Testament, uh, whenever God was, was calling like Moses, you know, the directions really centered around one word. Go, go, go to the Israelites, tell them I'm going to deliver them. Go to Pharaoh and tell them that the Lord says, let my people go. It was the same for Abraham. It was go, go to the land that I will show you. Some of you may hear one word from God. And I don't know what it'll be, but you will know it when you hear it. You know, maybe you're in a marriage, and maybe the, you're ready to call it quits, and that one word that God will whisper through His Holy Spirit is, stay. You don't have to understand it completely. You don't have to have all the details to obey what God wants you to do. It's one word, stay. Stay trust God. You know, some of you, you may have a health situation or maybe someone you love is going through a health issue. And the one word that the Holy Spirit's going to whisper is trust. And friends, you hang on to that word. And you obey and you trust God with everything in you. You know, some of you, you got some business idea, some ministry idea. And there's all the who, what, when, where, whys. You know, how am I going to afford this? You know, what if it doesn't work out? And I will tell you, you're probably stalling. You're just waiting. You know, you're waiting to have more details. You're waiting to be more secure in your life. And God's been whispering for some time in your life and saying, start, start. You do not have to have all the answers to obey. I mean, some of you have been around the church for a while. And you're growing in your faith. Been observing. But you're kind of keeping your distance. And maybe God's whispering, commit, commit. Connect, get involved, serve, let God use you. Yeah. Some of you are going to hear a word from God, one word, one word. 
and you're going to enter the danger zone. Where you are crazy in a good way, crazy enough without all the details to be obedient and trust God. Here's his third quality, and that is those that God uses the most hang on to the least. And notice I didn't say have the least, all right? I said they hold on to the least in their life. Scripture says, so Elisha, he left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plow equipment to cook the meat and gave it to to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah, J-Man, and became his servant. So he went back to say goodbye to his mom and dad, probably family, all of his family. And then... He takes his oxen. It's his livelihood. And he slaughters them. See, killing animals was part of sacrifice in that day. And what what Elijah is saying is, I'm all in. I'm all in. And then, then he sets fire and burns the plows and uses that to cook the meat. And what, what you need to understand, it's a backyard barbecue going on here. It's a farewell party for his family and friends. It is a celebration. And then Elijah, he sets out and he follows J-Man. It is a moment that takes incredible, ridiculous amount of faith. So, so when God calls you, to do whatever it is God calls you to do, what do you do? Well, you kill the ox. You kill the the cows. You burn the plows. It seems a little crazy, but that's why it's the danger zone in faith. You know, burning, burning plows in a real way is burning plan B in life. No retreat here. Only obeying God. Plan A. And only plan A. That's a tough one to hear in our society. Because people do not like to commit. Why? Because they want to keep their options, what? Open? But here's what I see throughout Scripture. People who had ridiculous faith willingly entered the danger zone with no plan B in their life. Absolutely no plan B. They just moved forward. It's what Peter, James, and John did. You know, when Jesus called them, Scripture says they left everything to follow Jesus. Now, I doubt that any of you have oxen and plows. Yeah, 
So you can't kill and burn them, right? But all of you fully understand what it means to leave everything. I mean, can, can you contextualize this in your life? I mean, can, can you get a, get a handle on, on what, what's being asked here? You know, I mean, what's it mean to leave everything? Well, it, it might mean leaving your job. You know, God's been calling you for a while. You know it. But inside, I know how this goes. You're like, yeah, but, but I, I trained for this. I, I got my degree to do this. And then usually what I'll hear from someone, they'll go, I don't really like what I'm doing, but it's safe. It's safe. It's also miserable. You know, what is it that God's calling you to? You know, he's not calling you to be safe in your life. It's not. You know, I mean, think about your, your life. What is it that God's whispering to you? He's not asking you to be safe. It's not. He's calling you to something greater. He's calling you to leave your comfort. He might be calling you to leave where, an area where your family is. Leave a neighborhood, leave financial security, leave the known for the unknown in life. They left everything to follow Jesus. God is going to speak to you at some point in your life. And he's going to give you a plow-burning faith. And here's my caution to you. Make sure God's speaking to you. Because I, I've seen people, and they're like sick of their job, sick of their marriage, sick of their responsibilities. They want out no matter what. And so they, they, they jump, you know. They, they burn all the plows. They burn everything. They quit. They walk out. They, they set fire ablaze to everything. They burn the bridges. And then kind of casually they'll say, it just, it just felt like that's really what God wanted me to do. When God gives you a plow-burning faith, you will know it. And you will know that that's all you can do. And God will never call you to do something that goes against his word. You know, it, it will be clear when it happens that God is calling you to, to leave where you are and go where he wants you to be. And so you just move forward in faith. You take the next step and the next step and the next. When God calls you, you fully surrender. You're willing to do you know, whatever it is that you have to do, you're willing to sacrifice whatever you need to sacrifice because you're so committed to what God's called you to do. You know, it'll be so clear that you'll, you'll just do it. And can I say, most of the time when God calls you, there's always 
an element of sacrifice. That's why it's the danger zone. That's why it requires faith and trust. You don't have all the details. But if you're willing to do whatever is required to follow God, He'll take you to the next place in your life. He will. He will. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who what? Earnestly seek Him. So... We're going to pick, pick this story up next week, but, you know, bottom line, what's, what's God calling you to these days? What's he been whispering that maybe you've been pushing off? Or maybe you go, well, I don't, I don't know that God's really saying. Well, maybe you need to pray that prayer to say, okay, God, I know there's something. Give me, give me a word. Give me direction in my life. My guess is the vast majority, you already know what that is. Because God's been speaking for a long time, long time. So let's, let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God. God, we thank you that you do have a plan for our lives. And God, may we have faith. May we trust you enough to move into whatever that danger zone is. So many times we want control, but the best that life has to give is when we give you full control. God, help us to be the people you created us to be, you've called us to be. And may we be found to be people of faith, people that trust you, that are obedient. God, help us. Help us to be that. God, we give you the glory with all we say and do. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. God's people said. Let's stand. We're going to worship. There'll be prayer teams down front. Uh, You know, maybe, maybe God's been speaking to you for a while and the You just need a team to pray for you and say, okay, next step. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm listening, Lord. Let let them pray for you. Maybe you had something happen in your life, and you just need need someone to pray. And uh, if you've never done it before, it's okay to just come down and say, hey, pray for me. I don't want to talk about it, but just pray for me. So let's, let's worship God together.